0: Hello friends and welcome to today's episode of the Vivi & Co show. I'm Vivi, if you haven't guessed that by now, I'm a wife. I'm a mom to two beautiful fur babies called Echo and Hugo. They are my life and I love them. Uh, We live in Kirkonomi in Finland, loving the small town life just outside of the city. And I am a photographer who turned into an entrepreneur who wants to see people succeed and grow and just really wants to invest in people through coaching. So that's a little bit about who I am. I would really love to get to know you a little bit more, whoever you are who's listening. So if you head on over to Vivian Media on Instagram, come and have a chat with me and just let me know how you're liking the podcast so far. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So I'm approaching three years of being an entrepreneur and it's really exciting and really has taught me some very big life lessons and it's been a fascinating journey. So I wanted to take a minute today to just pause and reflect on the last three years and kind of share what I have learned with you and hopefully see it help you maybe spark a few thought processes and also... This is a kind of stuff that I wish that someone had told me when I was starting out. So if you are starting your business, here's a few things that I wish that I had done a little bit differently. And just to preface, these aren't in any really particular order. Um, I'm just going to read them off in the same kind of list format that they came out of me when I was writing this episode. Are you ready? Because I sure am. <laughs> The first point that I want to talk about is finding your identity from your work. Um, Something that I learned and have still continuously been learning is that while work is a huge chunk of who I am, it does not define me. My work does not define who I am as as a person. I think part of this was a little bit difficult to uh, separate these two things because I didn't necessarily know very clearly who I was as a person before I started my business I knew certain passions of mine I knew certain things I wanted to do but I had a lot of trauma that I hadn't worked through so I couldn't see myself very clearly and like you would have heard in the workaholism episode I found a lot of my identity from my work and my work ethic so when I started my business I just poured into it because I wanted to see it thrive and succeed because, well, it's our baby, isn't it? Like, our business is our baby. It's something that we obviously care about and something that we want to see blossom into all of its full potential, but it meant that any time that there was a difficult thing to handle in my business, I saw it as a direct attack against my self-worth and my identity. So I just wish that I think that there would have been a clearer boundary there that while like a clearer understanding that while my business reflects who I am, my character and my identity and what I want to give to the world, my character and identity doesn't reflect my business. There are certain elements of how I provide service and the values that I have in my business that are directly in line with who I am as a person, that flow from my past experiences, that flow from what I want to give out into the world, but that doesn't define who I am or how well I do that doesn't define who I am. I know that it's a little bit of an abstract thought, but I'm hoping that you can latch on and catch what I'm trying to say Um, That basically, I just wish that I had learned quicker or known before I started that my business and me are two separate entities that work together, but that there was clearer separation between the two. The second point that I would like to talk about is valuing your community. Um, (laughs) I think that this is really, really key for a lot of people. And I think that we often underestimate when starting our business, how much we're going to need people and need support. So if I could go back and talk to three years ago, Vivi, I would say value your community, find people, root into them, invest deeply into them because you need those people. And I would also say that in this point, I wish that I had understood the value of having challenging opinions as well as people who support you and cheer you on. Um, Because I think that when you are running your business, you do need people who challenge your ways of thinking and who push you to consider alternative options and consider different ways of doing things. I personally really believe that that's how we grow as a society. But again, when your identity is found in your work, when people challenge your work... It can feel like an attack on your identity and that's just like maybe I guess the second point just stems from the first one as well a little bit in that way. When you've found that community of people, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. Like you don't need to do all of this on your own. Um, I know that I felt a huge pressure to kind of have my shit together straight from the get-go and that I needed to do everything and I needed to prove myself or whatever, throw those ideas out the window and ask for help, humble yourself and realize what you're capable of and find people to come alongside you. With this, I would say that remember that relationships are give and take. Um, Remember to give as much as you take. There are certain times that we will go through where we need more help and need more support than the other person involved. but. Really, in terms, when I'm talking about this, it means more about the interaction in the relationship. Don't just contact people when you need something from them. Actually invest in them as humans and then build that relationship so that they are there for you as a friend. I think that people are a lot more helpful than we give them credit for sometimes or that we're afraid to ask because we assume that the reaction is going to be negative from people And people can surprise you in a really, really good way. I really realized that in the first three years of entrepreneurship, but I would also say that don't be afraid to invest in yourself. If you feel that you really need help and you need someone to support you along the way, find a coach or a mentor, like seriously invest in yourself and your craft, find someone, pay someone who will walk alongside you every single step of the way. If you don't feel that you need that hands-on of an experience, then sure, ask the people closest to you for input and build that community. Now I can hear you over on the other side of the screen being like, Oh, but how do I find people? Where are my people? Well, I have good news for you. I have a couple of tips on how you can find your community. And actually both of these tips involve utilizing social media. Uh, Social media is a really powerful tool and it can actually be quite easy to find people who are like-minded and build lasting relationships through that. So yeah, my first tip is simply to use social media. Go and find people, use Facebook groups, use Instagram hashtags to search through people who might be interested in the same things as you or doing the same things as you and just start connecting and the second tip that kind of just piggybacks off of that one is don't be afraid to be the one to send the first message i think so often we are afraid of what the response will be so we just kind of stalk online and we're like oh i wish i could be that person's friend what if you just sent them a message what if you just asked to meet up for coffee with them what have you got to lose Actually, it's really funny because some of my really, really good friendships have started out this way by simply sending a message on Instagram to ask a question. And then that builds into conversation. And then we're like, hey, we should just meet up for coffee and talk about this. And voila, bloomed a friendship. So yeah, my second point that I've learned in my three years of entrepreneurship is just don't underestimate the value of community and be involved that community. The third thing that I've learned in the last three years of entrepreneurship is that your why is really important. Um, And don't let go of it. No matter what you do, don't let go of your why and evaluate it often as time goes on. When I started my business, I really didn't have a very clear sense of why I was starting my business. I think that It just felt like the natural next step because of the product that I was already kind of giving to the world. Um, And it was a solution to a problem for me because I wanted to get away from my nine to five and I wanted to move to Finland. And the logical solution was to start my business. So while I had a clear idea of the service that I was providing people, I didn't really know why I was doing it deep down. I would say that about six months into doing my business, I started asking these pretty big questions about myself of why I was doing it and what what my values were that were supporting the service that I was providing people. And then I read a book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Now, if you haven't read this book and you're a business owner, I would really highly recommend it. And I know that everyone says that, but seriously, it it really opened up my eyes to think about the way that I serve my clients in a very different way. And since then, I started writing out my why and regularly evaluating it and coming back to it and seeing whether it's still the core of what I believe my why is. And usually it tweaks and changes just a little bit to become what it is now, but it's not that far off from where we started. The reason why knowing your why is really important is because all of your business choices are going to link back to why you are running your business, what your end goal is, um, and what the values are that you don't want to let go of in that process of building it. For me, my why comes out in daily conversations with my clients and the way that I communicate um it comes out in the way that i choose community over competition and how i build relationships with my community and it also comes out in my flexibility with my clients and in the way that we kind of interact together my why also really comes into play when designing my future <laughs> it's really important to sit down and design your why so that your business doesn't run you you actually intentionally run your business So yeah, my third point is remember your why and evaluate it often. The fourth point, which is a really big one for me, is remember to have hobbies outside of work. Um, This is something that I, I have probably always struggled with, but really when I started being an entrepreneur, I realized that I turned all of the things that I found fun into work. So all of a sudden, while I was enjoying the work that I was doing... I no longer had any activities or hobbies that I did simply to recharge me. So yeah, recently I've decided that this is a huge priority for me. Your playtime is important because it just rejuvenates you and fills up your cup so that you can serve better in your business. So I've started to prioritize playtime a little bit more. And one of the things I really want to get into this spring is actually painting because I feel like that's something that I would really enjoy. And we have a backyard now. And it would be so much fun to just sit out there and just throw paint at a canvas and kind of see what happens. Another thing that I'm experimenting with is cooking, actually, um, which is really fun. And I never thought that I would say that, but I am really enjoying cooking at the minute. And that is something that fills me up with a lot of energy. I would actually be really curious to know if you're an entrepreneur what kind of hobbies do you have on the side that kind of fill up your cup and fill up your energy levels? Hit me up over on Instagram at Vivian Media and let's have a chat about that because I'm always trying to concept new ideas for hobbies that I could test and try and see if they kind of stick. And it's really difficult to do when you've kind of lived your whole life having one hobby and then you've turned it into your business. The fifth point I want to make is it's okay to change course. We have an entire episode devoted to that and you would have seen that last week with Susanna where we talk about pivoting your business and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Um, But this was something that I really wanted to put on here because of how huge of a thing it has been for me over the last year. It's okay for you to change your mind. It's okay for you to want to pivot. It's okay for you to want to change the course of your business You are not giving up on your dream simply if you change the lane that you are taking to get to your dream. So yeah, it's okay to change course. Number six is one that I am really excited about um, talking and I think that I will probably do an entire episode about this so I will make it brief. Um, Number six is mistakes are opportunities to grow. Um, now, I know that it's really hard to get through that. And I went through my own process of kind of getting to that point where every time that I made a mistake, I started to view it as an opportunity to grow or to learn. Um, but it's really important to get to because we all make mistakes. We are human. We are humans operating businesses and giving services to people. We are bound to make mistakes. Things happen. Things happen. Not everything is in our control, even though we wish it might be. So really, I just want to say, if you're starting out your business, don't beat yourself up over everything. Just look, like feel the feelings of failure, feel the feel- feelings of defeat, and then tell them to get in line. Because you can look at those failures, you can look at those mistakes, and you can learn for next time. And that it w- is what builds a sustainable business by continually choosing to adapt and grow. As you can probably tell, I'm quite passionate about that one. So I'm just going to skip on to the next one because I think that that was a really good, concise piece of knowledge for you. So mistakes are opportunities for growth. Number seven, your well-being doesn't need to suffer for the sake of your business. This is... One that I (laughs) am still constantly learning and that I really wish that I guess somebody had spoken to me a little bit more about before I started my business. Um, But it's really healthy to have boundaries with your work and to make sure that you're taking care of your well-being because our next point is you are running a marathon, not a sprint. So make sure that you are consistently able to show up for people. Um, Really, in order to be able to play the long game, you have to take care of your capacity to give. I think especially when you are working as a solopreneur, when you are the only person in your business, this is so important. Because honestly, if something were to happen to you, who would do what you do? So make sure to kind of keep track of your well-being, your emotional, your physical, your mental well-being, and prioritize those things. So that one got a little bit of a bonus point in there with the being in a marathon, not a sprint situation. So number eight is be okay with not everyone understanding you. I think that I knew that I was going to be doing things a little bit differently just because of the person that I am. I never really do things the way that I'm supposed to, but I didn't necessarily realize how much I would feel the need to defend my way of doing things. And I wish that I could have focused some of that energy more on what actually makes me unique and special and developing those skills more rather than focusing on the negativity. And this isn't to say that I regret any of it, I think that all of this stuff has grown me into the person and business owner that I am today, and so I'm so grateful for all of those processes. But just being honest, I really do wish that I had spent less time feeling the need to defend myself. And I didn't really have this with just anybody, it was the people closest to me that I felt that I always needed to kind of defend my way of doing things or explain it thoroughly, or whatever that may be. But I think that in this point of not everyone will understand you and getting comfortable with it, it's important to know who you value, and whose input you value, and who needs to understand you. And the answer to that is usually just going to be your client relationship. So as long as that is working, If somebody doesn't get it, that's okay. It's okay. And it might take them time to see that your method works. And that's all right. My next point, our ninth point, is that done is better than perfect. Um, I want to drill that in because honestly, I think that a lot of us struggle with perfectionism and it's definitely something that I've struggled with. But very, very quickly, I learned that simply showing up and having something out there is way more important than it being perfect. So get your message clear, figure out your why and then get it out there. Just start and you will learn and you can refine and figure things out as you go. And that's okay. Number ten and our final point is that remember that learning is a constant process. Learning never stops. Growing never stops. I will probably still be talking about these things in 10 years time because I'm constantly trying to refine what I am doing and work towards my end goal and push myself. And when I reach that goal, I will probably have another goal like learning never, never stops. And I think in this point, it's also good to check in on yourself regularly and figure out what your next focuses are in terms of learning? What what is your next goal that you want to learn and really learn to do well in your business? That's something that I definitely, definitely have started to understand with running a business. And along with this, I would say, be sure to invest in yourself and your learning process. It's important. It's, it is valuable for you to invest in your growth both as a person and as a business owner. Buy books, buy courses, have a mentor, have a coach, whatever that looks like. Make sure that you are investing in you and your growth as a business owner. So yeah, I hope that today's episode was helpful to you. I'm really, really grateful that you're here. I don't take it lightly that you listen to my voice every week. And I hope that these tips were quite actionable for you and maybe sparked some thought processes. And if you have anything to add to this, please come over to my Instagram channel at Weevin Media and let's continue this conversation because I would love to hear some of your thoughts. Maybe you have way more years of experience in entrepreneurship than I do and have some wisdom to give to other people. So head on over there and let's continue the conversation. And thank you for watching. See you next week.